now recording. Hello. Hello, how are you? How are you? I'm good. We always sound like we belong to a cult. <laughs> Leave all your worries behind. Why do you add me? You are the one that talks like that. Yes. Welcome. Surrender your free will. Give me your money. <laughs> And we did have an episode actually, in which, you, in which we said that you would be great. For I would be a good. A cult. I would be a good cult leader. Yes. Um, I, I, I stand back. I double down behind this statement. I would. Anyway, welcome to Mexico. Because we're Mexican, and we simply cannot. We can't. Yes, and uh, may I please? No, you, you do. You go first. Me first. Okay, yes. cool. Um, well, uh, he's not pale. He's just terrified to be out in public. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Except I'm also pale when I'm alone. I'm like that monster from Harry Potter. What was the name of the monster from Harry Potter? You never knew who's... Draco. No. <laughs> Racism is a monster. Racism. The real monster. The real death I, eater. I don't think it's... it's Privilege not. is the real monster. <laughs> Is now, it Dementors? There was a, no, there was a monster that took the shape of whatever it was that you were most oh, the afraid. the Boggart. Yeah, the Boggart. And um, nobody knew what it looked like. They mentioned nobody knows what it looks like when it's alone because it always mm. changes. Exactly. And, and when I'm alone, I'm still pale. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure about your statement. But I am sure that I will now introduce my co-host, Martin Leon, a Mexican man who will unapologetically celebrate Thanksgiving. A Mexican, <laughs> not done. A Mexican man who is so white on the inside, he's basically an Oreo. Except nobody will split him open, let alone lick him. Martin <laughs> Leon. Wow. Yes, well, that's what you get for celebrating Thanksgiving. I, and turkey. And turkey. And mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie. And also, like, somebody, like, saved, like, a slice of pumpkin pie. Like, they left it. On the table, and they're like, "Oh, I'll come for it later." And it was there like half an hour. And at one point, I'm like, "I'm sorry, but it's I'm gonna there. eat this. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm gonna eat so this. I eat it." And they got pissed, and there was like, "How thankful are you now?" No, no nobody, <laughs> nobody told him that that, that, that it, you, you he came back like, "Where's the piece of pie?" And we we're like, "Well, you somebody left it ate there. my pies. Who, who who ate my pie?" <laughs> yes, well. You know, well, it also helped that it was a, like the guy that saved the peas wasn't one of the more popular guys at the party. <laughs> save the peas? Yeah, that's Were safety. the peas in danger? <laughs> the peas. The oh, the life peace. of pie. The peas. I was like, those Those are some... Sorry. Those peas are at risk. Like, you yeah, have no, to save the peas. Save the peas. Save their penis. World peas. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want. I so don't like anyway. Thanksgiving. How, how can you not like Thanksgiving? Well, first it's a whole of all, bunch of food. Yes, but a whole bunch of people you usually Mexicans tolerate. call Mexicans call this. That's the thing. Mexicans call this Sunday lunch because <laughs> this is true. Americans will go like, "Oh, we're all flying across the country to our, you know, to nowhere, Alabama, where our families live, and we all have <laughs> turkey." And it's like we do this every fucking Sunday. We can't stand each other, and we still go every Sunday to see our families here yeah. in Mexico. And it's just like, "Oh, my racist uncle! I hate going to the, going to see my racist uncle on Thanksgiving." And it's like I see him every Sunday. I moved out twenty years ago, and I'm still going there every Sunday because. If I don't, it's high treason. Yeah, but like what happens here is that I'm 
Like, it's not my direct family. It's my chosen family. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck It's my queer family. Yeah. As okay? gay people. We get As to gay people, we get family. to choose our family. And that is the family fuck I get off. to get to be, get to get together. But honestly, Thanksgiving. Like, honestly. The food is awful. I'm just no, say, like, this, this, there's this some is food, amazing. There's some food that needs some spice in it. Because it's just, like, carbohydrate and protein. And it's just, like... Seasoned yeah. on itself, like it's just like what? What should we add to the turkey? What about turkey fat? It's like honestly, honestly, just but some... first you rub butter between the skin right. and the meat. But no, like some salsa verde, you know, some pasilla, some fucking pasilla sauce. On this that was turkey. on oh, at okay. at the um, at the request of uh, one of the people that were hosting Thanksgiving. There was a very uh, traditional Thanksgiving. So we had like mashed potatoes. And they did have like bacon in them, but they weren't like... The bacon know. bits. The bacon yeah. bits. Yeah. Uh, and they, there was like a green bean casserole, which was really good. And we had some mac and cheese. And we had the turkey. And the turkey was, turkey was amazing. I, and, like we, and then at the end of the whole thing, we still had some turkey. So we were dipping it in the turkey fat. And it was great. I will say this. Cooking a turkey, not easy. No. I tried it. I tried no. it once. At Christmas dinner at my house used to be turkey, like we because that's um, in Peru it's actually very traditional. Like here in Mexico, people will have all kinds of things. Like yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll, have, they'll have like the ham, the ham or the chicken and mole or like or bacalao. Like, yeah, they'll have like all all sorts of, of of things depending even depending on the region. But in in Peru, Christmas dinner is a very turkey kind of thing. So we always used to have turkey until my mum one day was like. You're a better cook than me. From now on, Christmas dinner is about you. So I cook, um, I cook a, I cook pork, okay. a ham. I make a, a ham with a Cuban mojo that mm. I make from scratch. Nice. And it's like all citrus and oranges and limes and it's spicy and it's really, it's crackling on the outside, but it's very citrusy on the inside. Oh, it's wow. really, really good. And it's actually quite easy to cook. Like you, you just leave it there for like six hours and it's all about the stabbing. Do you, do you have to baste it? No, you don't. Well, you, I mean, you baste it only to keep it moist. Yeah. But you do that every half an hour. Like I'll see some Americans go like, oh, 10 minutes again, time to baste that turkey. It's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. If you dedicated this amount of energy to your marriage, if, you, if only, if only you'd base your husband with this same religious disposition, you wouldn't have so much trouble keeping a man in the house. This is all I'm saying. You know? um, but no, the, 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 the trick to a good uh, ham, I find, is the stabbing and the massaging. <laughs> yes, because you'll you'll have the ham and you'll grab a, a, a knife and you'll start stabbing the ever-loving shit out of it, which is great because your family's all there. So you need to take out the anger. You can imagine, yeah. So you can, yeah. So you stab the thing and then you put the mojo in and you really just start to like work that into the Amen. into the into the meat. And then you just tie it up, tie it back up again to make a nice little roll. And just pop it in the oven, add some potatoes and carrots and some chili when peppers. We have, whenever we have a Mexican cookbook, yes, this will be there. Well, my cookbook, <laughs> my cookbook is my favorite Thanksgiving recipe. is always the same. It's one part vermouth, seven parts dry gin, <laughs> three olives. That's the best Thanksgiving. I actually dish. not drink like almost at all. 
during the Thanksgiving dinner. Because, like, on, fr- on Saturday night, I went to a party. Uh, one A friend of mine who is doing improv uh, had the first anniversary of her improv school. And then I've been taking classes with her. Like, I went there and I drank so much. And I drank so much cheap wine. You got basted. Basted. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. Oh. You should do stand-up. I really should. Uh, so I got so wasted on cheap wine that the hangover the next day was so bad that I wanted to throw up, but I had nothing to throw up. It was just... It was just it, the it, reflex it, of, you've been poisoned, you, exactly. must, you must get rid of this Meanwhile, poison. Meanwhile, my brain was going, you know, it was just... It was just Alarm bells all around my brain and, you know, aches, 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 aches. This is why I learned to drink. It's just not... Because a lot of people are like, oh, you have to learn to drink. The only reason I learned to drink is because the feeling of being hungover is so unbearable to me. But the thing is, I I had spent a while without having a really... Like, you have, like, a bit of a hangover usually, but, like... um, I I hadn't had one that bad for a while, and the thing is... They just had like a whole bunch of cheap wines. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll drink. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. And then bad things happened. But then I went to Thanksgiving dinner where I drank only uh, grapefruit soda and Coke. Uh, so, and turkey fat. And turkey fat. And turkey fat. That's a drink too. And water. And water. Yes. The, uh, that's the thing. You can do things while you're hungover. The only thing I can do is rue the day. <laughs> Ruing becomes an activity As in he What's he up to? Ruing He is ruining the day Because it's just Some people are like Oh I just need you know the, the hair of the dog I'll just drink a beer And I'll be fine And I just can carry on with my life I've, I'm, I am incapacitated by alcohol Like the day after It's When I get really drunk I do yeah. not Which is why I really like Drinking martinis Because you they're so they taste so much like alcohol yeah. that there is no way you don't realize how much you're drinking. Yeah. Nobody goes like, "Oh yeah, shots," and just downs the martini. You don't down a martini because no. you know it's just fucking alcohol. Unless you've had a bad day. Unless you've had a bad day, <laughs> but then, then you still you still sip it because it's so good. It's so good. I've got my martini bible right there. Yeah. My favorite recipe, I like this. My favorite <laughs> recipe is called the Churchill Martini, popularized by the very same, you know, the, the, the one and only Winston Churchill. And the recipe calls for, and I'm not kidding, it's right there in the book, the recipe calls for six parts gin, chilled, and stirred whilst glancing at an unopened bottle of vermouth. So that was his way of saying, I drink gin. That's all I do. I drink gin. I like my gin chilled, and that's all I do. But yeah, yeah, and it has to be unopened. It has to be a new bottle. If you like, if you had a drink named after you, that wasn't a martini. I mean, it would be just a martini, I guess. But like, it would be a be? martini. But it's just what? What do you mean? Like, what? What would it be called? Or what would it? No, what would it the be? The recipe. Like, if you were a drink. If I were to drink, if well, I were to drink a Luis Augusto, I would choose a besides Spite. Spite. What would be on that glass? Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. It would be something gin. It would definitely be something gin, non-sweet at all. Kind of maybe some citrusy, like probably gin with some Angostura bitters and some uh, maybe a, a peel of orange that probably exists that yeah. a, I mean a, a lot of drinks already exist but it, will be, it just... would be refreshing and slightly bitter okay which is me basically yes. how about you 
Uh, actually, one time at Woko, I was like, I wanna, I wanted something. Like I, I've literally asked this at several bars, in which the waiter will come to me and be like, "What do you want?" And I will ask, "What's the gayest drink you have?" To you see, to see what the the the, the answer. But at Woko for a while, what I asked was a piña colada instead of um, rum with um, cinnamon whiskey. And? And so it was like, so it's basically a piña colada, but instead of spiced rum. Instead of rum, you put cinnamon whiskey. Usually twice as, twice as much cinnamon whiskey that you would put on a piña colada. Right. And that, I liked it because it was sweet and it also had like a little kick at the end. Yeah. And it got you drunk real fast. I would totally drink that. My mother-in-law, she claims she invented this. I'm sure it exists somewhere. But it's it's a piña colada, but instead of rum, you add Midori. Ooh. It's fantastic. I usually hate sweet drinks. This thing, I could drink eight of. Just like one right after the other. It's so fucking good. It's amazing. So I recommend this. So uh, I call it the mother-in-law because it (laughs) seems sweet, but it whoops your ass in the end. Uh, oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take this clip and send it to Nyaki. Anyway. Yes, well, you may as well. You may as well. Ruin my marriage before it even begins. begins. That's the straight way to do That's it. The... <laughs> Very good. Anywho, Very good. Uh, so our Mexican stereotype of the day is laziness. In laziness. Now, did we record last week? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Why did we not record? Because <laughs> we're, we're lazy. We're just we're very busy. We're where, very busy being lazy. Where does this come from? The laziness, the Mexican laziness. Because like all evidence to the contrary, if you ask me. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've, I don't know if there's like I know there's a lot of hardworking peoples. Well, it all comes. It sounds so nineteenth century. It's like the Mexicans are a hardworking, honest, of, welcoming people. Just, from one of those phrenology books. Yes, absolutely. As you can see in this school, the Mexican has a welcoming brow and a hardworking cleft chin. Just like, I don't know. Um. I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just like um, tropical countries in general have, they say, maybe this is just like glossed over racism that came from the 19th century. But the idea that because the day gets so hot, then people slow down in the middle of the day. Which? Instead of just pushing forward. Yeah, instead of dying of heat stroke. Instead of dying of heat stroke. And, you know, there's there's some truth to that. Also, we have a a very, you know, a very um, strong Spanish influence. And the Spanish are also known for being lazy all around Europe. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, first of all, there's the the siesta, the nap, which... I very few things I inherited culturally from my father. The siesta is one of them. I don't know why the whole world doesn't have a siesta. Right? I mean... But that's the thing. Spain does get so hot. Italy as well. Like, Spain gets so impossibly hot that people will just, like, they'll start work. And then usually in small towns especially, they'll go to, they'll go home for lunch. And after lunch, they'll have an hour an hour to two hours of nap. So everything shuts down. My family come from this really, really small town in Spain and everything shuts down. There is not a thing open, not a bar, not a restaurant, nothing. The only thing you can do is go home and sleep. Like that's the way it goes. And then people will return to their places of work and they'll continue working until seven or eight. So maybe we got some of that and then, you know, actually in Guadalajara, when I lived there ages ago, um, literally, uh, 20 years ago, 
they had um, like several places would close. Like they would close for lunch and then for like an hour after, so yeah. people could have like a. And I mean, and it's so good. You know, capitalism will at one day. Maybe it's something to do with that. It's just Americans visiting. It's like, look at these Mexicans taking a nap. I I, I don't know where I, I heard this, uh, but also like when you live uh, further north, like when you're when you actually have seasons, basically. Um, you're a cunt. <laughs> No, no. Is that is that not the old adage? Is that, is that not what they say? Cunts are coming. Was the original winter is coming? Yes, of course. <laughs> anyway, the red uh, cunts are coming. <laughs> no, but listen, it's like um, like uh, over there, a lot of things don't grow unless you make them grow. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, well. Over here, a lot of things don't grow. You know, make them. I'm sorry. Like, I apologize. Like I don't know. Again, but this thing, like in tropical areas, you usually, you're usually surrounded by like fruit trees, and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I mean, depends on the neighborhood. Here's a tree of martins. Don't eat that. It's I'm more like a shrub. <laughs> Thorny. But the fruit's quite sweet. Exactly. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just that the seasons, the idea of like, you have to work as long as you can because the winter... And again, you know, you, you can complain like, oh my God, they're, they're having a nap in the middle of the day. But like, since the days are longer, it's not that people don't get like on, like at, at sunrise too, and then start working whatever they need to do. And then, you know, again, when thing, when the sun is just beating down relentlessly, you know, they just go, well, I'm just going to... Hide on this shade pop in for a and just while. have a wee nap. And exactly, because otherwise I'll dehydrate and die, and nobody, nobody needs a dead relative. And also, like, say, like, seeing the, the people, like, I've had the chance to live in more than one country, and like, when I lived in Australia, people at five o'clock would just clock the fuck off. They would just like, oh, it's five. I don't care if there's, I'm in the middle of something. I've just finished this tomorrow, and they'll just clock out, leave. And then go home and have a dinner at 6 p.m. They were in the middle reason. of making your sub. It's like, no. They were in the middle of heart surgery. It's like, no. Sorry, mate. You can stay here. I hope you remain alive until tomorrow. Hold this. No, but they hold this. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this right on top of your lungs and it'll be fine. No, but here in Mexico, especially office people, and thank goodness I've never been one and like... I, if I ever become one, I would die. But office people, they will start working at 9 to 10, yeah. but they will not stop working until 12 hours later. At like, least. It's at least. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, oh, no, can't leave until the work is done, until the boss and the is thing leaving. Is, and, and the bosses will, like, they will, like, because I did work at an at a ad agency, and, like, they would tell you, like, yeah, your clock out is at 6 p.m., like, with huge, massive air quotes around it. But, like, is there, if there's work to be done, you need to finish it. And yes. the thing is, they know this, so they'll, they'll like, over... They, they will give you more work than you can do in a, in, in a day, but you have to finish it. So it's, like, 9 p.m., and you're barely getting done with your work. And they'll tell you, like, if you had worked faster, it's like, no, 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 there's, like, a limited amount of work you can do in an hour. Like... Yes. Um, no, it's it's really it's really it's really disturbing. And there's no overpay. Like, there's no there's overpay, no and overpay. they make it sound like, oh, but you still have a few hours of day left after you're done. No, you don't. No. This is why I love being. Especially a teacher. when you work it's in just... Santa Fe, which is like right. Which is like I remember my sister because she worked um, she worked in Manhattan and she lived in Queens, 
and like the the commute was like an hour or something. Yeah. And for me, like like the the, the traffic from Santa Fe to, to where I lived, like if like at times I just stayed at the office even if I didn't have that much work to do because the traffic was so bad. Because yeah. I would arrive at the same time, but without having to like spend two hours in traffic. Yes. It's spending hour. It's spending any amount of time in traffic will. Yeah, you would die as an office worker because you start dying on the inside the moment you like sign your contract. Yes. I like teaching because I seriously, I have to get up really early. A lot of people can't deal with that. So maybe it's, I don't know if it's laziness or whatever. But a lot of people hate waking up early in every country. But I wake up really early. I wake up at six. I, I have to start teaching at 7.30. But by the time, yeah, at three o'clock, that's the end of my class and I'm done. If I have marking to do, I'll do it, like, during my free hours, like, because I've got some, like, downtime during the day or whatever it is. But the day is done for me at three. And I still have a lot of day left. Like, I get home at four at the latest. And then I've got from four till midnight when I go to sleep. And that's a long time. Like, I can still get yeah. shit done as right now. But my friends who work at offices, like, it's no wonder you're knackered all the time because yeah. you wake up at eight. So you get, okay, there's two extra hours of sleep, but then you spend the entire day at the office and there's nothing else you get done, which is why people like, sometimes I will wonder when I'm doing a show like on a weekday, which is a very teacher thing to, to say, but like on a weeknight, uh, a school, school night. night, yeah, school night, <laughs> um, when I'm doing a show like on a Thursday, I'll be like, these people are staying up until 12, 12.30 drinking and just having fun. And I'm like, that's not me. Like during the week, I'll usually just like, a, I'll be home. Yeah, but like you, like you say, like you are gonna, like for them, if they go home, usually for them, like getting home is, and I'm just talking on a mask right now, if we're gonna ask, but I feel like it's, it's for them getting home. It's like, I'm home. And I'm just like even even if I put something on the on the telly as it were, as it were, uh, um, they're just gonna, probably just gonna fall asleep in front of it. Because, you may as well drink. Exactly, but if they go out and drink and watch a show, they're not gonna instantly fall asleep on the comedian's bed. No, 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 I really, <laughs> and I've really come to appreciate the office people. Like we, yeah. we have, we um, we, we we're very a good audience. They're a good audience. They're very grateful, and we usually make a lot of jokes. Like I've never written one because I I, I fucking hate those. Um, office people jokes, but um, Godinez. the Godinez, yeah, but the basic, basically people. calling people a drone. That's what a Godinez is, just like an office drone with the name tag and the whatever. Yeah. Um, and people are usually very dismissive of them, especially comedians, and especially um, either comedians or academics. Where you know, both of my work, which is kind of funny because like half of our half of comedians I know, they're, they're very, yeah, but they think they think they're escaping it. They yeah. think, oh, but I'm better because I'm a comedian. It's like, yeah, but like. They, they're usually very dismissive and very deri derisive towards um, office people. I quite, I quite like them. I quite like the idea of, yeah, you've been working your ass off. And when I see that there's a lot of people wearing suits and ties and like people have clearly left the office like half an hour before, it actually makes me want to give them a good show. Like these people have been working so hard and now they're sitting back with a beer and they, they, they're here to watch some good comedy. They're, they're one of the best audiences, probably the best, if I have to group them into demographics. So yeah, Mexicans are not lazy. I mean, yeah, I, no. although, <laughs> although, although I will say this, um, there's a big difference between the city and the country in Mexico in the way of I mean, rhythm. Of yeah, things. no, because 
Yeah, when you get out of the of Mexico City and you're like sit down at a restaurant, you like as a as someone from from the city, and I think this happens in like from if you leave New York City, I think it's universal. Yeah, it's just like it's a completely different rhythm. Like you sit down, like here in Mexico, if you you just you, when you sit down, you usually have a menu already on your hands. Yes, and the waitress is already thinking, how the, is she going to get rid of you? Yes, um, yeah, she's just a bubble. You drink. And then when you go to uh, to any place uh, anywhere else, the, like you'll sit down and you're gonna be like, okay, so where's the menu? And she will finally come and she she will give you a menu, but not instantly ask for your drinks. And no, just, she'll just leave the menu, go off to do whatever at the petrol stations as well. This happens. Yeah. In petrol. Like you go to a petrol station in Mexico City, and someone will be there just like. What do you want? Like, get the fuck out of here! I've got more cars to go, exactly. whatever. And in in the country, like, if you're on, on on the road and you stop lately, I've been doing a lot of shows out of town, and I, I stop for petrol a lot at those uh, stations, especially because it's cheaper. And um, I stop, and it could be a good minute before someone approaches yeah. my car. It's like, oh yeah. Of course, you... in the US, that usually it's self serve. It's usually so. self serve. So just another yeah. slow person in front of you going like. Mm. I'm gonna put my credit card. I read. In I, this I read um, a little while ago that at, uh, there's one state in this in the United States, and I can't remember which one. I think it's in the Northwest, but I I, I can't be sure. Um, where they, by law, they've prohibited self service stations to generate jobs. I don't know what it was. Or, yeah, I want to say Oregon or Washington State or something like that, but I might, but I, no, might be Washington completely State is wrong. Northwest, um, you're right. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. I was thinking the East Coast. I don't um, know where it is, but yeah. Maybe. Anyway. Right in. Mexicans are not lazy. lazy Some of them are. Some of them are, but... There's lazy people everywhere. Yes, yes. And is. you have lazy days. And like, and Luis Augusto has a lazy day every day he gets drunk. <laughs> That's not a lazy day. That's a day, a deathbed day. <laughs> I'm just like, somebody put me out of uh, misery. So... Right now, I am in pain. So, um, before we move on to the meat of the episode, remember we're on social media. Uh, we're on Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. So, like, follow us your heart's content. I'm trying to put more, like, like uh, more stuff in our social media. So, just follow us. But we can't be bothered. You know why? Because we're Mexicans. And we just can't. We just can't. We're lazy. I'm sorry. Anywho, so today we're doing a, we're pivoting, we're like uh, springboarding from our past episode of uh, cartoons we grew up with, and we're going to be talking about one that we didn't mention until like the end of the Very episode. End, yeah. But we're like, oh my god, have we not mentioned this before? Batman animated. It's so good. It is so it good. It is so amazing. Everything about it was just like it was a game changer in the idea that the quality of the animation. The animating studio that did this. Which, by the way, fun factoid, uh, did you know that the same studio that made Madman the Animated Series, they did the video for Do the Evolution by Pearl Jam. Have you seen I that? did not know that. Yes. And if you notice, like, now that you know it, if you watch the video, you'll see that it's it's very much like Yeah, that. like the angles in, like, the hard angles in the character design and stuff like that. Yes. There's Batman somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Batman somewhere in the middle wall. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe the girl, the girl from that video was like a proto Harley Quinn. 
Well, yeah, the, the Death Girl. Yeah, yeah, she's she's such a, she was such a character. I remember I remember loving the shit out of that video. But I do, I, do we know how many seasons and like from where to, from one to one it ran? Yes, we of course know that we're not googling it right now as we speak. So anyway, we're going to start this episode by doing the game, uh, which we will now dub the Mexicans game, which you can do with any piece of media with all your friends. Uh, so that you can have start a conversation. You can even like try to flirt with it. Like, hey, what kind of series do you want? Oh, I watch Friends. Okay, I have a game, and then they'll walk away. Uh, so yes, three characters. Three characters. It's the character you want to be, the character you think you are, and the character you actually are. Okay. So, do you have an answer for that? Yes. Okay. I want to be the Joker. Oh, I want to be the Joker because that Joker, to me, a lot of, you know, a lot of nerds, we've had this discussion. The quintessential Joker. Because the Joker is such a good character. It's such a compelling character, usually, uh, when done right. That even, even even the campy Cesar Romero kind of um, the 60s, the 1960s uh, Joker was really iconic. Yeah. Um, but that Joker... The Joker, as portrayed by the Mark great Hamill. Ma- Mark Hamill, who kind of came back surreptitiously as a voice, a- voice actor. And he's so good. Like, he's his great. voice is so good. I, I genuinely played this video game, uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, which, by the way, amazing Two games. amazing games. Amazing yeah. games. I literally played the, the, the first one. I played it because I heard that... Uh, they brought in the voice actors from the original animated series. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking there. Like, I, I want to be this Batman so fucking much. And it's so good. But the the voice that he gives the Joker, it's so gleeful and so evil. And he's just down the middle of he's a psychopath. But yeah. it's still for kids. It doesn't go the whole the killing joke kind of darkness. No. So I really like this Joker as a way of... He is endlessly entertaining to watch. He is incredibly smart, but he's also goofy, as he is bound to be, because he's supposed to be. He's he's a villain themed after a clown. I mean, you can't, like... Yeah, and he, and he, I think uh, the the Batman animated uh, version of the Joker, like you say, he 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 skates the line between being... He's, he's scary, like... Menacing, the, yeah. He's very menacing, yeah. he's very, very scary. But he's never like he never goes like he's like killing joke things like you can he's he's still very much belongs in a cartoon for kids so that's who you want to be. I want to be him I am yes yeah, I want to be I am but I actually am is that correct yes, you want to be you think you are and you actually are yeah. okay so I want to be um, the Joker. Joker I think I am Harley Quinn. Because I'm like I I I try to think that because I'm because you funny. stand the Joker. I try to think that I'm funny, but in the end, I'm, I I really belong in an institution, and I need a lot of psychiatric help. And mm. it's just it's kind of I feel a bit sorry for myself sometimes, and and she does as well. Um, but probably I actually am. Um, that shows betrayal, which is really good of uh, the Riddler. He is so unbearably... He's like the, the ultimate smarty pants. Yes. He's like, just, I'm too clever for you, Batman. You'll never crack this one. And Batman, five minutes later, is like, I cracked it five minutes ago. Yeah. And, you know... I... Writing the Riddler is usually hard because it's this thing where it's like, 
Why would you as a criminal be giving clues to the person that's going to stop you? Well, some comics have you. elaborated on this. Some yeah. comics have, have elaborated on the idea that he wants to be beaten. Like he wants, he has this thing where he really wants to he test. He has a self-sabotage yeah. thing. And he wants to test the mind of Batman because he thinks Batman is the only person smarter than him. Which is the opposite of what he's always saying. And I'm, I'm really um, disappointed that the only... Um, Live action, serious, serious, with massive sarcasm quotes. Um, portrayal of the Riddler was by Jim Carrey, who is otherwise an amazing comedian and actor. I am a bit disappointed because that portrayal of the Riddler was kind of like goofy. It was way too. Goofy. Well, it was on the when Schumacher started. Uh, with Fuck you, Schumacher! Because you also had two phase. Uh, you had what's his face? Uh, no Tommy country, Lee Jones. No country for old men. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones has yeah. two face. Yeah. With, like, half a purple face, you know, weird thing. Which has been done in the comics, it's just in live action didn't work anywhere near as well as the Two-Face of the Nolan yeah. era by, um, what's his name? The Handsome Guy. I don't remember his name. Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Yes. And, yeah, like, I really like the Riddler as a character. I, I am, he, in the comics, he actually becomes a hero for a while. He calls himself that. The Question. And he starts solving crimes. He starts, okay. sol he starts solving crimes. He kind of reforms because he, his mind goes over the edge. And at some point, Batman just talks him into like, your brain can do so much good. Because you, you're, really, you you're really doing? smart. Yeah, Batman gives him the whole, you know, girl, like, what are you doing with your life? And he becomes a hero for a while. <laughs> Hashtag amiga date cuenta. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag amiga date cuenta. And he amiga se dio cuenta. And he decided to become a hero. <clears throat> Called The Question. And he was a detective. He, that's all he did because he doesn't have any. He doesn't have the money the Batman has, but he does have. A, he's a really good um, logical thinker. So yeah. he solves a bunch of crimes. So he's basically then, like the universe is like. It, I was in the universe is Sherlock Holmes, but Batman is that universe. Basically, Holmes. yeah. Um, so I think I am the Riddler because I'm like I'm so much smarter than everyone. Okay. You'll never crack this one. And in the end, it's like, how did you find the answer? And, he, <laughs> and Batman is like, you gave me a multiple choice question, <laughs> and two of the choices were fuck you. So seriously, Riddler, what are you what are you playing? <laughs> two of the choices were fuck you. That's a great premise for a Batman Riddler fanfic. Yes, there you go. Aww. Fuck you. Fuck me. me. I love you, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You're wasting your time here. You should start writing right now. How about you? How about me? Uh, I want to be... First of all, I want to be Catwoman. Oh. She's amazing. She's the best. She is Batman's girlfriend. Sometimes. She's the um, best Batman uh, love interest. Yeah. And Talia al Ghul is a good one, too. Yeah. The thing with Catwoman is like she she became like like she has this whole history, but in that series she also played also played this line where she was like flirted with Batman, but like also really much into her life of crime type thing. You know, she also she, and she, I love that she was only always stealing cat themed things. Yes, it's like why do you why do not bring cat themed jewelry <laughs> to, to Gotham, Gotham City? <laughs> <laughs> we have this huge diamond shaped like a cat. Nothing bad could ever happen. <laughs> and then they were surprised, like, oh my god, a cat burglar! Tried well, the thing is that Catwoman is a really interesting character because clearly she's a klepto. She yeah. loves the game. She's yeah. all about the game, and she's the best at what she does. But she's never evil. She's no, no, evil. she, she, she's also she's usually one of the ones that she helps Batman. She's a rogue. When, exactly, she's yeah. she's not all the way evil. She's like neutral. 
something. Maybe I think she might be. She might even be chaotic good. Yeah, because she never actually does evil things. Because she's always stealing from these. Like she's never like, oh, that poor old woman has the tortilla has in the a, shape of a cat. Yeah, like the only thing keeping her going is <laughs> the cat-shaped cat yeah. that her dead husband left her. <laughs> I'm gonna take that cat-shaped cat from that old lady. She was always stealing from the museum, yeah, the or museum, the bank, or like, or, or like this, this, or very... other villains. She often stole yeah. from from the penguin as well, the like penguin, from the, from yeah. the rich villains too. So she wasn't really about doing evil or putting people in danger no. and she very frequently worked with the Batman yeah, most yeah. most uh, female uh, villains of the Batman animated series I, I want to point out they were actually very well written because they kind of by accident even because yeah. they didn't want to make them psychotic and, and menacing so you had your Poison Ivy, who was evil, but they also defined how she is evil for a reason, and there's like yeah, for, because that, for example, Poison Ivy is my I think I am okay, ooh, because seductress, <laughs> seductress, and also she's very intense about what she believes in. She she was turning people into trees. Remember that episode where yes. she gave like chlorophyll type thing to yes. people, and the, and like Alfred was about to turn into a tree, and she was, and it's like, and and it's like. This person was turning trees into paper, paper, and she like, like, I think she like takes out her ear or something. You kind of like, like her. I, I hadn't seen so this. She's, but, yeah. So she's. I think I am because it's the thing. Like I because I like I have a. I I, I want to do good, but then I'm like. But you really love into, to to make it but poli- really political. Intense yeah. at people like. Yet, like yesterday at the at this Thanksgiving, I ended up in two arguments: one about the pharmaceutical companies, and another one about uh, abortions. So. You're kind of a soapbox, Sadie. Yeah, like so that's my I think because I also that's like good, you know I like to think that I'm you know that I, that I could seduce people into my side if I tried. And who are you really? Who am I really? I think I'm. Um, is it the Iceman? Is, is, that his, is that his name? Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. I think I'm. I think I actually am Mr. Freeze. Uh, because Mr. Freeze is very sentimental and he's kind of stuck on a person and, and, and the ideal of a person too. Yes. Well, not the ideal of a person, his wife. His wife, yeah. It's, he's, he's a really tragic character. Yeah. I really like how he's so tragic because like all he originally is trying to do, I mean, he does end up killing a bunch of people, but all he originally is trying to do is find a cure for this horrible disease that was killing his wife. And that's all he wants. And yeah. he experimented on himself. And, but yeah, was, but and that's the thing, you know. He, but the thing is, he's kind of stuck in a. It is he's stuck in this um, in this place, you know. He because he's he's set up. He's set that set on this idea that I need to do this, and I need and I and I and any anything I do in order to uh, do that is justified. But is it really? So is it? Yeah. Uh, so that's my trio. That's your trio. Okay. So I have a challenge for you. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna call uh, this the one minute one minute can't rant. Okay, not can't okay. with a K. So you have I, like what you have one minute to rant about why you love why you can't with Batman animated series. Basically. Ooh, I want to say to our um, three people listening that uh, I have not been warned about this, so no, 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 it wasn't no, no, like no, no, something no. prepared. I just imagine genuinely. Okay, so one minute to rant about the series. Yes. Okay. Go. You yeah. In 
go. Okay, I really like Batman the Animated Series because it combined everything from all the different universes that you could have. So it was like the campiness of the 60s, the grittiness of the 90s, and the idea that, you know, society was kind of falling apart and, like, we wanted to see as a generation something that wasn't entirely purely nice and whatever. Um, So it was kind of like, um, it was so much better than the movies that were coming up back then because it had this wonderful mix that it worked so well because the movies couldn't keep this balance. It was either completely surreal a la Tim Burton kind of thing, which was really good in its own way, or then completely camp like um, uh, Schumacher, which was just like way too much for the 90s. Like the uh, the 90s kind of proved that, oh, this is not working anymore. Like (laughs) Mr. Schumacher, I'm sorry, but no. 10 seconds. And... Uh, also, the art direction is just fantastic. I like, I love how some characters don't have eyes just to make them look more like comic book characters and the costumes and the lighting and the That's setting. It. Yeah. Very good. That was nice. That was nice. Okay. That was nice. Now you go. I'll go. In okay. three, two, one. I love every single Kanye series. I like that they... It was the, one of the first series that tried to make, put uh, death into the villains because the villains used to be this, like, league of evil. They were like, oh, ha, ha, we're going to steal all the toys from the little kids. And that was kind of kind of stupid. But here you had Mr. Freeze, you had Penguin. You had this girl in an episode who had, like, who had some sort of brain power because she was dying. Uh, you had Mr. Clay, who was, like, this actor who, through makeup, became this beast. You had... Of course, Poison Ivy, and you've had Catwoman. Like, like I know that Spider-Man's a great rogue, rogues uh, gallery, but like here, it was just like we can give them so much more depth, and you are invested in both seeing Batman winning, but also in learning why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, and also, I think, I mean, I literally think that we wouldn't have the superhero renaissance we have today if it weren't for Batman anime series that made a whole bunch of people say. I want more of this more often and with more depth and I want to explore every single facet of this society. And I have three seconds left. Two, one. Good. (laughs) Good. Yay. Yay. It was, I think it was, uh, uh, by the way, to answer your previous question, four seasons were made, although two seasons were ordered. The, okay. Meaning two long seasons were ordered, but then they were divided into small okay. seasons. A total of 85, a whopping total of 85 episodes, which is actually a lot for an animated series. Yeah. Um, I think it brought the comic book aesthetic and the comic book narrative to a new audience. Because a lot of people, a lot of young guys, young young boys especially, it was definitely aimed at boys, although everyone watched it. Um, a lot of young uh, people in the 90s, they were not having the serialized comic book thing. Like, it was, we were over that. It was expensive, first of all, getting comic books, because it used to be very cheap to get a comic book. Yeah. Then it became really expensive, so, like, nobody, like, very few kids can actually afford to follow a comic book. Or yeah. they usually had the comic book that they followed. Like, I remember I, I bought um, Uncanny X-Men. That was my comic book. Like, I just... Yeah. Red Uncanny X-Men, because that was the only one we could afford. It, they were, especially here in Mexico, they were impossibly expensive. And already at that point, it was this thing where, like... Because I tried getting into comic books around that time. And for me, it was very obscure. Because, like, a lot of comics were, like... you. It's unlike places in the U.S. where there's places where you can, like, get past editions easier and whatever. Here in Mexico, like, comic book culture wasn't... At least from where I was, wasn't that, you know, like... 
common. And so, like, if you went to the comic shop or, like, where I went, which was the magazine section at Sanborns, it's like you had this, you, you had stories that were already ongoing. And it was, like, number 33 or number blah, blah. And then you started reading. It's like, this was explained in number blah, blah, blah of this other hero. So it was very, it was kind of um, hard to get into comics like that. Like, when I started reading Junk Justice at the time, because it started at the time. Um, I also had this thing where I, I tried to get all the Amalgam comics, too. Oh, that's so good. Uh, like sadly, they, they weren't an ongoing, and none of them became ongoing series. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of people, it, it was kind of hard, and this was a fresh start for a lot of people... But as you say, uh, giving constant nods to the history of the character yeah. and to, like you say, the campiness of the previous characters, because you had some really, it was a dark, it was, a, the series had a darker tone. Like it was, it was like, it was, I mean, the, the main image is Batman standing on a rooftop with a lightning behind him. You know, it's like, like, it's this thing where, are you Batman or are you Storm? Because, like, every time you step out, like, there's clouds. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm the night. <laughs> I'm the night. And there are no stars in I like night. how he didn't do the silly voice. He was just a very deep-voiced guy. Yeah. It was like Alfred. He was very soft-spoken. Alfred. Yeah. Like, check up on the background. And very like serious, very... And... The and he was not that angsty. No, I liked how he wasn't. He wasn't like, oh, my mother is a... like. This was a big thing for yeah. Batman, well. but he was very like he was owning his shit in a way that I don't think we've ever seen Batman own his shit before. Um, but also, I liked how even though it was a series and there was some continuity, it was kind of like if you missed a couple of episodes, it was fine. And I remember yeah. the glee of like the episode begins and there's like do 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 and yeah. you have the, the intro, which we talked about uh, last time, how it's so beautifully shot. It's just cinematographically shot with the lighting and the angles and everything. It's just amazing. And then the episode begins and it's all, it's usually the villain who makes an appearance first. Like, it's usually the villain yeah. robbing a bank, or the villain kidnapping someone, or the villain something, something. And then it was like, oh my god, it's a Harley episode, or oh my god, it's an Ivy episode, or yeah. it's a Two-Face episode, and you would be like, and sometimes oh. it was funny, because, like, it, the, the, the plan would start, but you wouldn't see the villain until later. Until later. So you were kind of, like, getting clues, like, okay, is this going to be a Riddler episode, is it going to be, like, a what, whatever episode, and, and then you, when he finally... And then... When villains teamed up, it was like, oh no, what is Batman gonna do? Which I would like to mention, my favourite episode of the series, maybe in retrospect, because, yeah, is the episode, and I have now the, the, the number, because I was just googling the numbers, it's the 47th episode, it aired originally on January the 18th, 1993, and it's called Harley and Ivy. Uh, and it's such a good episode. The ship that launched a thousand lesbian crushes. And it actually became canon. Yeah. It actually became canon as Harley herself. Yes. Because Harley was just like, they gave her, they gave Joker uh, a second yeah, person, someone to bounce off like jokes. A side, a side and kick. I love like my pudding. You know, I love the way she's like, oh, pudding. And she's like, Mr. J, already for you, Mr. J. And it, she was just so good. And... The episode begins with a falling out between Joker and uh, Harley Quinn because he's like, you're so incompetent, Harley. Because I love, like, Mark Hamill. I found myself practicing that voice, like, Harley, Harley, just come here, Harley. As just, as he's just 
oh, yeah, Mark and, and I love like he could like move from you know from like doing his jokey joke voice to being a really menacing presence in seconds. That well, the nose and the yellow teeth and the slick back hair, like he was like very imposing, um, like character. And I remember, like, I'm, I'm looking at some shots, some stills from the um, from the episode, and it's so good because he gets angry at Harley at the beginning of the episode. I don't know what happens, but basically, Harley was never the most competent criminal. She never pretended to be a very competent criminal. No. She just adored her. Well, you know, it's a it's a hot. She took up a hobby because she found a guy that liked it. It's like who hasn't know, been? It's there? like you meet a guy and he's into I don't know uh, Fortnite. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, fine, I'll play Fortnite with you. And he's like, oh, my God, you're no good at Fortnite. It's like, well, I'm just here because of you. You can at least appreciate that, you asshole. And, not talking out of experience. And the so. worst thing, no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm going to fully project here because the reason Joker, I remember this so well, Joker gets mad at Harley because they're in the middle of a heist of some kind. And then the Batman appears like, oh, Harley, give me my bag of guns. And Harley <laughs> hands him a gun and he takes aim at Batman and he's about to kill him. And it's a bang kind of, it's a joke gun. And he's like, you're so incompetent, Harley. And it's like, Joker, you did not have to carry the joke guns in the same bag as you carried the real guns. Like, you could have had, like, a bag that said real guns and a bag that said I don't joke know, like, guns. have the real gun be more obvious. Obvious or just... Or I don't know, carry your own fucking or if gun, you're planning, Joker. if you're planning on killing the Batman... On a whim, just like, oh, I'm going to kill him this time. Bring, like, a, a gun. Just one gun. You're wearing, you're wearing a suit. You can have the gun in the suit. Yeah, like, like people have mafia done it people do it all the time. <laughs> like, the penguin carries a gun in his umbrella. This is not a universe. <laughs> this is not a universe like, oh, I cannot have a concealed gun. That would be breaking the law. Do you think Gotham is a concealed carry place? I don't know, because, like, clearly, like... The, the penguin is concerned about it. The penguin's like, I don't want to be stopped. You know, it's not the fact that half of the police, the, you know, the, the Gotham police are looking for me. Exactly. Uh, but, the, oh, he's so classy. I love, I I, love the penguin. I love, I love the penguin. The, the penguin I, love, I love, you know, like, I, again, I just love the character design for every single character. But the villains especially, they they were like, it's a it's a class on character design, each one of them. Because like uh, like the, the 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 switch from Selena Kyle to Catwoman, her outfit as as Catwoman, um, you know it's amazing. Poison Ivy was only wearing like a like a green jumpsuit, and she, still yeah. she was amazing. It was so simple. Yeah, it was so simple. She didn't do do any decorating things or whatever. But it was like uh, she hands him the wrong gun. The Joker gets mad at her and she's like, I'm done with you, Puddin. Like, fine, I will prove myself to him. I will prove it. And she teams up with Ivy. Yes. And they decide they're going to steal a diamond together. And they vow that they will be captured by no man ever. And in the end of the episode, they get captured by the one uh, female police officer. Oh, right. In, in uh, Gotham City Police. Not, very, not a very diverse and police it was, department. Well, not a very diverse. <laughs> she, was also, she was also a woman of color. Oh, nice. She was, um, I don't know if it was like Rodriguez. Was it Barbara Gordon? No, 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 no. It was, it was a, a side couple of appearances. Okay. But she was is like... It, is it the cop from she was Gargoyles? Latina. She was Latina. And she... Is um, it the cop from Gargoyles? No, it's not. <laughs> no. I, I have a still of her now. Her, uh, Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya. Renee like Montoya. And uh, she is, she captures them. Here you have a still of Renee Montoya capturing uh, I am going Ivy to and it. Harley. I will share that still on our Instagram. As they're making their getaway. Um, because Ivy says, no man can take us prisoner. And then 
Uh, Renee Montoya shoots down the tides. She, she pulls a Eowyn. She she pulls a Macbeth. It's like <laughs> no son of woman can kill you, and it's like ah, but my mother was dead when she gave birth to me, so I am no son of woman. And then Macduff kills him. But that's I prefer a... the Eowyn one. Like like no man can kill me. I am no man. Yes. Then it's just like, and in the end, she gets returned to Arkham, and Joker is an Ar- is at Arkham, and they're like, "Put, maybe you can take me back." And Joker's like, "Fine, if you, if we must, you know." Yeah. He, Mark Hamill, was living every line, every yeah. single delivery was just perfect. It was just gorgeous. I. That's oh. another thing. I think. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm probably wrong here, but and I did see the the dubbed version first. But I think that the voices there, like, like I feel that in in past uh, versions of superheroes, like you could tell that the person there, they were like just they were just doing the job. It's like you're gonna do a voice. That's it. Stop. Yes. Yeah. Now. Stop. And here, like, and and the as we discussed, the Mexican dubbing is also really good. It was very good. And, and but also this this mixing of the the voice and the animation and just t- taking advantage of the medium, you know, just like you know, I'm pretty sure. I, I think the Joker. It, it was the Joker. They had like a Fun House of Mirrors episode. Yes. So it's like a place where you can just go crazy with the animation and have like his face appear everywhere and just exaggerate the smiles and exaggerate the eyes <coughs> and really get put you in this kid in this uh, mind space as a kid of like I think Batman isn't gonna get out of it, which of course he is. He is. He is the Batman. But you know, like you, you know, it's barely Monday. They have to have episodes for the rest of the week. He's not gonna die today. But, like, it really made you feel like, oh, my God, the Batman is actually in danger. Versus, uh, like, other versions of superhero cartoons where I just feel the superhero was never... They, like, just went and, like, ah, we defeated you, and that's it. Yes. And they never killed him, which was a really nice thing, because they... Although some animated series after that have killed him, there was a really good one, which is the um, Batman Beyond. Yeah. but Which was also fantastic, fantastic, fantastic... Uh, uh, well, the thing is, from from this, after this had such success, they tried, like, sort of replicate the style for the rest of Like, they had a Justice League uh, series with this kind of style, a Superman cartoon that did not uh, have that much uh, success. They had Batman Beyond, which I haven't seen, but I've heard it's really good. And Bruce Wayne's there, too, as an old guy. Uh, hello, Daddy. I'm here. Hello, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne would be the perfect sugar daddy, if you think about it. Well, he was. I to mean, who? To Robin. To Dick Grayson. <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'll give you all the money you want and I'll make you a superhero and all you have to do is wear your underwear <laughs> all the time. And I'll call you the boy shorts. The boy It wasn't one. underwear. It was boy shorts. It was, it was, was it? It was boy no, shorts. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. It was boy shorts. Robin Superman was the one that, that. That were at war. Really? You say? You say? Really? Oh, wow. This was not boy shorts. No, that's that's a Peter Pan costume gone wrong. No, because it's missing (laughs) the tights. It's missing the tights. He's wearing his underwear and he's the boy one. Was Robin ever in Batman? I think it wasn't never. He was like the... No, he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was. With the whole story thing? It's bad. Well, no, it didn't because Robin, like, there's been three Robins and it's a, yeah. it's a whole mess. Like, the original one became Nightwing, who is his own thing, thing. does his own thing. And then Tim Drake, he was killed by the, by the Joker. And then there was Jason Todd. Yes. Who then became became the Red... Red Robin. Red no, Robin no, or Red something. something. Red something, yeah. Red Bird. The Red Avian. <laughs> the Rouge. The Red Ostrich. <laughs> because he cannot fly, but boy is he fast. <laughs> the red he's, a men- he's a Red Penguin. <laughs> That's the least menacing thing. <laughs> then again, I love the penguin because it's like such a ridiculous name. Yeah. But he just got it because he had an, an aquiline nose and he wore tuxedos. Penguin, yeah. It well, was not know. like during it because the whole mutated thing was only Tim Burton kind of going. I don't know. I don't I remember if there was any like if they talk about it in the because he also had this thing for birds. Yes. Like bird things, you know, because like, I like a good gimmick. I like yeah. a good gimmick. That's so good. But that's what that they like. They, I remember this episode where you had like uh, you had uh, they, all the villains talk about. This is probably my favorite episode, which is like the Rashomon episode, uh, which every single villain told the, the time they almost got the Batman. Yeah, and they're like all together with this guy who's like, who is this guy who ends up being Batman? Spoiler yeah. alert! Oh, duh. Uh, but the penguins like telling his story is like, and then they had they had the ostrich with the huge metal claws, and it's like, again, why, why not a gun? Because it's wonderful, <laughs> Martin. Because it's wonderful. Because why if you're gonna it? kill the Batman, you want to be the guy that says, you know, who got the bastard in the end? My ostrich. That's who. You know. <laughs> I'm sure, like, there's a, there's like a, a an alternate universe where the guy just like shoots the Batman, and all the other villains are like, "That's not how you do this, okay? That is not how you fucking do this." So we're gonna take Batman to the hospital. We're not gonna see who he is because it's not how you do this shit. Yes. And then we're gonna kill you. Um, and that's how uh, the Punisher started, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it was all fanfic until I love the Punisher. The Punisher is a great That character. is such a good character. But anyway, what's your favorite... Is that, is that your favorite episode? That's Thinking favorite. about it, I think that was my favorite episode. Because, like, it was it was this great mix of camp and, and, you know... And also, like, it was great. Like, every single villain was, like, obviously... Uh, the team-ups were so good. Like, and they were all obviously saying, like, well, this is the time I almost got Batman. And it's like, really? Was it that? Did it really happen that way? Like, really? Are you sure? Is it was so good. All the characterizations, like, I remember, remember the... This series version of Barbara Gordon and the series version of Batgirl and uh, Commissioner Gordon was like with a grey moustache and like he was also this really imposing character. Like you could tell also like by the shape of the body, like heroes would usually be drawn in a very kind of big square kind of like Batman was just a square, like his jaw could cut through glass and then the villains were like pointy. There were yes. always like pointy villains all, all, all the time, and uh, the, the the Riddler was really painfully thin. That's a really thin character, yeah. and it was like it, well, that's what they talk about when like, and they talk about this like the latest place where I saw it was with Inside Out. It's like if you you have to give each each uh, character like a very definite shape. So like the moment you see it, it's like of course this is this person and this is what they're about. And the great thing about Batman with the cape when he moved is he was basically just a swoosh moving through the screen. And, and the costume was so simple, too. Yeah. It wasn't like an armor. It was just like a gray 
jumpsuits with no. the logo, and it was just and like the bat belt and the bat belt and the batarangs, and he would and other bat themed. I love the bat themed and things. the bat spork and the the bat spork. and the bat credit Hand card. me this cereal <laughs> is neither solid nor liquid. Hand me the bat spork. Now right it's now. like there's no bat sporks. <laughs> You do wonder, I mean, I, I'm sure... No, there, there is one episode, right, where they get, like, the mechanic of the Batmobile. They kidnap him. Did Oh, really? I don't, I don't remember Like, since someone, someone, like, finds out who the mechanic for the Batmobile is, and it's this, like, older dude. Uh, because, of course, it's this thing, as you, as you uncover the universe of Batman, there are certain questions that come to mind, like, who the hell... Uh, you know, tunes up the Batmobile. You know, like you can't just like roll that into a shop and be like, "Hey, I'll be back in twenty minutes." Yes. Well, <laughs> but then again, they 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 usually just like hand wave it back. Like, yeah, Batman is they, a, they, they hand wave a lot. They, and Alfred turn out to be expert chemists, expert uh, engineers, and experts. Whatever they hand wave a lot of things, but it was I think. Again, this thing with Batman, they started like delving into more of his past and more of the past of the villains, which helped making, you know, later things like, uh, Batman Ar- the Batman Arkham Asylum games. And, uh, there's this, uh, game in which like, like now in the comics, Harley is pretty much over Joker at the moment. Kind is of she? A yeah. Joker. Well, they, they've kind of... And she has, like, a polyamory relationship with this really hot guy whose name I forget. Really? And Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. wow. Look at you, Harley. The thing is, I, I do like about Harley how it was never kind of glossed over the fact that the relationship between Harley and the Joker is very unhealthy. Yes. Like, it was never... They never hid it. It wasn't, like, subtext. It was In like, fact, whenever I see a guy, like, like with a Harley and Joker, when any, anything, I'm like... I would tell my friends, don't date. Don't date that person because, like, Harley and Joker, like, the whole point is, like, it's a very unhealthy relationship. He's very abusive to her from the very beginning. But they're also so funny. And I like how, and this is very weird and it really sounds problematic, but I just, I've, I've said this before. I like it when a TV series is not afraid of doing physical comedy with a woman. Because the women are usually held on a different category. Yeah. It's like, no slapstick they'll, for the women. They'll just do like a little like sassy thing a at sassy the end. Thing yeah. about, they'll just like cartwheel all the time. And that's all they do. Because <laughs> women, women cartwheel on heels. <clears throat> Catwoman. But um, that's all they do. And she wasn't afraid of like grabbing this huge mallet and just getting into <laughs> it with a Batman. And Batman would just clock the fuck out of her. And she wasn't afraid of going... Hmm. Toe to toe with the Batman when she had to. So I like that about Harley as well. Yeah. It's like she wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. She would just grab this hammer. Like, I'm gonna kick his ass. And like, <laughs> Harley, honey, he's the Batman. Like twice it's, your size. It's not going to happen. But she didn't give a fuck. Then the comics also did, like did go and, and and make Harley into this more menacing kind of psychotic. I mean, and there's also the, like the Suicide Squad movie version. I mean, I think the problem with Harley is that she. And it, this happens with any comic character, depending on who's writing it. But she, for a lot of people, a lot of I, I'm not going to I'm not going to like reduce it to straight men, but I think it, it happens. I think if you if you sort of take it this thing where like if you're the Joker, Harley Quinn is with you, not because it's as you say it's a very unhealthy relationship, but the, but Harley is obsessed with the Joker and will do whatever the Joker wants, even if it's something uh, that harms other people or harms herself so um it's great to see that uh explored but it's not great to see that um sexualized 
sexualized and like being like this is a relationship we should aspire to like which <coughs> I've, I've seen some fan that be like oh this is a great couple and like no this is no, not it's a great not. couple it's not a great couple is uh, Gomez and Morticia that's that a, great a great couple, couple. that is a good marriage that is that's a marriage good. goals that if is, ever there were any like, that is the best marriage on TV and Angelica <coughs> uh, we should, we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the Adams family eventually later later um, but yeah like when people say like oh but you know you're my Harley and you're my Joker it's like you belong in institutions separate from each other <laughs> you, this is what you do very far away very far away from each other okay so, last question. If you yes. could have one date with one character from the from the Batman animated oh universe, who would it be? And where would you go? Okay. This is... This is going to speak volumes about us. I would go on a date with a Joker. I would go on a date with a Joker. It would be fun. It is just... I would go on a crime spree with a Joker. <laughs> this is a universe where I'm, I will not be, like... I, I, I'm, I'm trusting people will not go, like, he's a monster. But <laughs> going on a crime, crime spree with a Joker is like, we're going to put masks on all the dogs! And <laughs> it must be so much fun yes. to sit beside him and just go, like, so Joker... What are you going to do for our first date? It's like, I'm going to steal the Batman's jannies. Just like, I'm going to change... I like change that this them. is like a weird version of Pinky on the Brain, where the brain is crazy and Pinky is just like... Yes. Just, I would love to go on a crime spree with the Joker, just because it's Mark Hamill playing the Joker, and it's so much fun. And I wouldn't even mind being captured by the Batman. Like, when the Batman shows up, I'd be like, I'm done. I surrender. And the Joker will be like, how can you surrender? Like, he's going to win, Jay. He's going to win. It's the Batman. Like, it's, it's the fun. Batman. Just like, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> it's over go- now. Like, Batman, where are the bad hands? Come I've on. been working for him the whole time. I just <laughs> I just wanted the job. He took it, you know, he put out an ad on the newspapers. He <laughs> wanted man to go on date with Joker and then help me capture him in the end. And I was like, I'm that guy. So, yeah. How about you? Oh, my God. I should think more about what I asked before. I yeah, did. fuck you. I probably would do the same, but with Catwoman. Yeah, like I want to be. BF. Except she, she's always working alone, isn't she? She's, she's a very lonely girl. Yeah. But she, but I mean, I didn't say lonely girl. You sexist pig. I said she works alone. Why so. must every woman who works alone be lonely? <laughs> Does she look lonely? Does she not look like she can get? industrial amounts of dick uh, yeah, oh my god <clears throat> yeah I mean if you arrive like, that's, that's my thing like I want to be BFFs with Catwoman in the same way I want to be BFFs with a lot of, because I, I find her to be amazing and I and I want her to do anything she wants with me um, yeah I'm way more of a I can be a great sub for Catwoman. suddenly he is a four on the Kinsey scale when it comes to Catwoman yes well and Catwoman also, is such a good character and yeah, and she's also fun. And she, I'm, is she uh, your favorite portrayal of Catwoman? Yeah, probably. Because yeah. I mean, because I, I love Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns, and that is one of the best. Speaking of cartwheels in heels, that is one of the best explosion scenes in the history of ever. Dun, so, dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> meow, meow. No, I love. How could you? I'm a woman. She's such. She's such a. <laughs> Good character. She's yeah. such a, she she took that character and she's like Michelle Pfeiffer, the leather and the yeah. <clears throat> licking herself. I was like, I feel dirty. I'm gonna take a bath now. And everyone's <laughs> looking at her like, the fuck is she doing? She's making her suit dirtier. If, if anything, 
if anything, she's making she's, everyone dirtier. If, if anything, this is like the opposite of hygiene. <laughs> what are you doing? And yet we go with it. We just yeah, go with it. No, no. It's just like yeah, Tim Burton. But uh, and I and I did like uh, Anne Hathaway's portrayal of Selena Kyle. I, I did. Th- I think that was. That like, was yeah. I mean, I think it's like in a world it's a more realistic thing where you're not going to have someone dressed as an actual cat and licking herself. Uh, you that was one of the be- better portrayals. Miss Kyle. She's just this guy. <laughs> I liked that last. Uh, the, here's the thing. I mean, I love the Nolan films. I yeah. love them. The last one was terrible, but I just think it was terrible because of the last plot twist. Twist because I really liked, um, and we haven't mentioned this villain, but I really liked Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane. Yes, everyone seemed to hate him. I loved the preachiness of him and the whole Occupy Wall Street subtext of the thing of like, I will turn the city around, and it was like. Really good, except that it turned out he was just doing it for love. Yes. And I thought it was it would have been such a good thing to just play it straight and say, yeah. this is a guy who came from nothing. So he's the opposite of Batman in that sense. Like, he came from nothing. He became really strong. He became he has this political agenda of ending privilege. And Batman comes from privilege. And that was a really problematic fight to have. Yes. So in the end, it was like, oh, no, he was just doing it for the woman. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that was rubbish, but the portrayal I thought was brilliant. I loved the whole, he's a terrorist and he takes over the city and he, like, the stadium thing is just like, he's so scary. It's huge, He's yeah. so scary. He's a really good villain and I think he's underrated. I hope time will redeem uh, yeah, Tom Hardy's I mean, I think, portrayal. Thankfully, I think Tom Hardy's portrayal was great. I, again, I think, hashtag spoiler alert, the, the, the twist, yes, is kind of like, eh. At least it's better than the previous Schumacher portrayal of Bane, which oh, was, it was the terrible. Lumbering Beast. It was the Lumbering Beast, he was not um, intelligent at all. And Bane, I love uh, the 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 animated series version of Bane was really good. Uh, they didn't shy away from the Latino background because he has a Latino background. Um, <clears throat> he does the hot guys do. He does do a lot of the gratuitous Spanish thing. Was like it's el murciélago, Batman. It's like you speak, <laughs> sir. You speak perfect English. Why would you switch to Spanish for the? But the I love when they do that word? in like they do that in. It was like the proto Dora the Explorer. Was that you? They say one phrase in Spanish and then in English. It's like that's not how that's not how it works. But the, the, the thing is, like they will go into the Spanish and then they'll go into perfect English. It's like señorita. It is of vital importance that you follow me right now because we have to go to the casa and we have to and they just go, and they just they used to do this thing which I think is so ridiculously racist like how can we indicate that someone is of latino descent just have him say like oh yes he has stolen my most valuable sombrero <laughs> and I'm going I'm going to kill him with my bat wait you say that the same <laughs> now I'm going to play the piano wait uh, no <laughs> damn it damn it and then we're going to hit the piñata oh damn fuck. it it's like, fuck bring me a margarita fuck <laughs> just fuck uh, okay and uh, on that bombshell yes uh, so what's your recommendation for the week Oh, okay. My recommendation for the week. Oh, fuck. I'm, I have one. Okay, you I'm go, recommend, you go, you go. Uh, My recommendation for the week is a, a, a webcomic. I'm going to be recommending a lot of webcomics because I read a lot of those. Uh, called Oh Joy Sex Toy, which is a comic by... Um, oh my God. How could, I always forget the authors. But she was in Strip Search. She's a webcomic artist. She started with a comic named Dar. She... Um, she reviews sex toys in this webcomic and they also have like every once in a while they have like guest appearances of like other reviewers or like erotic so this is a very not safe for work thing 
but I love it. She does amazing. She uh, she's about to release a couple of books about sex education, and she's very much into se- being sex positive and into non not discriminating people for their gender or sexuality. So, which is all the rage right now? Yes, oh joy sex toy. Uh, that's that's what it. O H joy sex toy. Good. And you? My recommendation for the week, this is going to be a weird one, but I ran into this um, lovely little game. It's not really a game. It's a simulator. And it's, just bear with me. It's called um, Powder. Powder the game. And you just Google it as powder. You just You choose choose a substance. You have a list of substances. So let's say water. And you just fill the thing with water. And then you simulate what would happen. So water moves realistically. So you fill it with water and water is moving realistically. But then what would happen if you dropped, let's say, um, let's say, for example, you dropped magma into water. Then magma is going to start raining into the water. And it It starts solidifying into stone, but there's some vapor escaping as well. And it falls into stalactites because that's the way it goes. And then what happens if you grab ice and you make a very powerful ice particle touch the water, then the water starts freezing in a realistic way. So, as you can see, it starts happening... Well, you can't because it's you a can't podcast, see. Okay, but, but I'm showing t- Martin. Fuck you. But I'm showing. But I'm showing. I don't give a fuck. Use, but your, I'll, I will, use I will, your fucking imagination. I will share the link. And then I'm gonna put some C4 here. Oh, some C4 explosive. As you do. For a moment, for a moment, I thought you said C4. I'm like, what? C4. And then what you do is let's touch it with some thunder. So this is thunder. You can just let some thunder fall. Oh no, it's yeah. about to touch a thief for Oh and my god, it turns the ice loaded. back into water because it generated heat. So that water is now superheated and it shows you all the air currents as well. And it's like wow. it's such a ridiculous thing, but I think it's just so like gunpowder, okay. magma, stone, oil, um, my favorite is this, which is virus, which basically it touches something and then it begins replicating it like crazy. So like, oh, it touches wow. the first thing it touched was ice. So now everything is becoming ice. It's Elsa. Yeah, and it's such an such a nifty little thing, which is like now it's all ice. I like that our recommendations were like nerdy things that we like because we're nerds. Yes. And so. what happens if you put salt on ice? Everyone knows it if you've been to school. Nothing, because the ice is very, 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 very cold. But if it weren't that cold, it would become warm. I heard that because of global warming, salt companies are worried about, you know, there being less um, snow and stuff. And now the ice is free. It's so good. Powder the game. Just Google it. It's addictive. I'll it's, share the link. It's addictive media. and satisfying. Anywho, it's one of those satisfying so th- uh, you Thanks can for find uh, Luis Augusto uh, everywhere as Mr. Drama. And you can find Martin Leon everywhere as Mint Honorel. Just look him up. Yes. Have a great week, people. And we'll talk to you later. A goodbye. Comedian and actor. But I didn't... Um, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. But this... Okay. Hold on. We're still recording. This isn't recording into the hard drive. It's recording to an external memory. So we should be fine. Okay. You sure? Yes. Okay.